Today on Locked On Red Wings, we are going to break down the one singular player for the Red Wings that is going to the World Junior Championship, and then also talk about Amadeus Lombardi and his new entry-level contract. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. We are your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. I am a podcast producer for the Daily J, a WWJ News Radio podcast. While Scotty is the host of Lockdown Tigers, as well as a freelance journalist for the Detroit News. I want to get this out of the way right at the beginning. I probably sound a little funny. I am sick. Um, I got some Christmas sickness, although I think I actually got it when I went to the Wings game back on Wednesday. Um, Scotty, I know you said you feel like crap too. Yeah, it's been a fun time. Been a fun yeah. couple of days for, so, for the hosts here. I hope you guys had a great Christmas, Hanukkah, holiday, you know, generic holiday here, if I'm forgetting any. Um, but, yeah, how was your Christmas, though, Scotty? It was good, man. It was good. I, uh, I'm out of state for the week visiting family down south, so a little warmer. Not much, honestly, but a little warmer. <laughs> um, and, yeah, spend some time with my dad's side of the family, too. Um, yeah, it was, it was nice, man. Nice and, and pretty low key. How about you? It was good. The day of was chaotic. I come from a very loud family. We're all very loud people. Um, yeah. so the day before on Christmas Eve, uh, Allison's family came over and we had them over and it was really nice. And then Christmas day, um, we went over to my parents and man, is my family, my family's just so loud. Like I, I was, I crashed basically when I came back home and I'm an extrovert. And it's, so it takes a lot to drain my batteries. And that was a lot. It was fun, though. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that there's toddlers running around now. Of um, course. Because game changer. my sister decided she had to procreate. So now there's toddlers running around. <laughs> I love them to death. My nephews are great. They're very cute. Um, <laughs> she decided but, she had to procreate. <laughs> yeah. um, did you get anything cool? Um, yeah, I got some uh, – some... Honestly, like I, I got a really nice like sweatshirt that I'm super pumped about. I have it somewhere around here, but like a really, really nice sweatshirt. Um, yeah, yeah. You? I got a nice sport jacket and a tie. I got some clothes, Ooh, underwear, spooky. which I desperately needed so I could throw out the holy ones. Nice. So now we're uh, now we're rocking. We're good. I'm good for next till next Christmas. I saw a meme <laughs> the other day, and it was like men walking up to the tree, and it was like a guy with just his underwear on, had all those holes in him. I'm like, that's me. That's yeah, I, I got me. the I got the uh, my feet are actually like like they don't sell my shoe size or my sock size like retail. Like I can't just like go to the store and buy like shoes or socks because you're large. So right. So there's actually a it's actually really cool. There's a company that like specializes in like footwear for people with very large feet and so i got a whole ton of socks and it's like the most pumped i've ever been to get socks because i'm just like running low on socks that like actually fit and now i just got like a whole bundle of socks from like they're giant socks. isn't that like a oh, subplot yeah. from king of the hill where like peggy hill has really giant feet so she has to go to like a men's <laughs> shoe store or something to get her right. shoes and she's really ashamed of it right yeah similar 
Very similar. Me and Peggy, very similar in a lot of areas for sure. <laughs> Anyways, let's get into the Red Wing stuff. Uh, what do you want to lead off with? You want to talk about Amadeus first? Or you want to talk about World Juniors? I think we talk about Amadeus first, man. You know, getting the Shock entry it. level. Uh, yeah. It's pretty, I mean, exciting. He's been lighting it up. Um, and I, I know a lot of people just kind of know him as like one of the dudes with the cool names, which like very fair. But uh, he, he's a baller, man. He's a gamer. And uh, well, so, yeah, it's really cool to see him get rewarded. Yeah, so he plays for anyone unaware. He plays for the Flint Firebirds of the OHL. He's fourth in the OHL in scoring. What are his exact stats uh, right now? He's got 96 points. Sorry, that's projected. He's got 44 points in 31 games played right now, with 21 goals and 23 assists. He's projected to finish with 96 points in 68 games, but you know projections are just projections. They don't really mean anything in the end. Um, but he he's a he's a baller, man. And remind you guys, like this isn't a lot of times. He was a fourth round pick, and a lot of times guys who are taken outside of like the second or third round it takes him a year or two almer soderbaum's perfect example he was taken in what the 2020 draft yeah. he just signed his elc this past year um but i'm gonna say lombardi was a fourth round pick from this draft from the 2022 draft and from fourth round pick to signing his entry level contract in the same calendar year is inc is insane to think that he has developed to that point enough that the red wings have the confidence like this guy can uh, will have an impact in our organization very minimally the AHL spot. And I think, I mean, watching his highlights, he's got tools. Obviously there's lots of room for improvement still. He's playing at the OHL. So it's still yeah. very raw, but watching his skills, I mean, he can do it both. He can, he can score goals and get assists. I mean, he's got more assists than he's got goals right now, but he's going to finish close to 40 goals in the OHL. So he's a guy who can do both playmaking and finishing. So I, I'm really excited to see him continue to develop. And Red Wings fourth round picks, man, because we'll talk about Red Savage later. Right. They continue to make waves. No, I, I mean just for like where Lombardi's at right now. You know when when you are that raw still, it's just it, it's very exciting as a fan because there's still an endless amount of possibilities of the type of player he could become. Right, like he can end up developing more on the the facilitator and like playmaker side of things. He can end up developing more on the like scoring and finishing around the net side of things. Like he can turn into more of like a defensive forward. Like he he's the fact that we're seeing so much production in so many different areas and and at a a lower level, it it speaks to how much better he can get in so many different areas. And so seeing somebody produce like that, that's still, again, so young and raw, it, it makes it super, super exciting for, you know, what he can still become. Yeah, he is. He's a very, he's a very, he's a player that has a lot left to still learn, obviously, but he's, he's getting there. My biggest concern with him is obviously his size. He's a center who's five foot 10, 165 pounds, um, but he's only 19 years old. So yeah. there's, a chance he's not even done growing yet. I am famously Pavel Datsuk was drafted uh, when he was drafted. He was still under six foot. And then he right. got to about what? Six foot one, six foot two is what he finished at. So, and that was a lot of the reason why, besides the fact that he was from Russia, why uh, and we didn't scout Russia that heavily at the time or the NHL did it. Uh, that was one of the main detriments to Pavel Datsuk. And I'm not, I'm not trying to come say Amadeus Lombardi is going to become Pavel Datsuk, but I'm just trying to draw the comparison that both were undersized when drafted, but could still grow. And even if he doesn't, you know, Size isn't everything. It helps a lot in today's NHL where everyone seems to be over six foot. But if you're a skilled enough player, you know, size doesn't matter because players don't touch you. Yeah. That, no, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, I, I just I'm really looking forward to his development. There's been a lot of other Red Wings players that have been tearing it up uh, outside of Amadeus Lombardi or Red Wings prospects, I should say. Um, obviously, Carter Mazur has been 
incredible so far all season uh, down there with the University of Denver. He so far has 20 points in 20 games played. Uh, so did uh, Maximilian Kilpinen's up there as well in the Red Wings depth charts as far so as you great know, names. In, yeah, so many great names. Uh, he played for both Orborg HK and he, uh, the under-20 team, but he's got 22 points in 30 games played with the uh, under-20 team, but he's only played one game in the SHL. But, you know, it's not – just because they're not playing in the SHL or the professional league, they're playing at the under-league, doesn't mean they're not going to develop still. That just means that's going to take a little longer. I mean, Dmitry Buchelnikov is case in point for that exact philosophy – you know, he's played with the KHL, but a lot of his time has been spent in the VHL, one of the minor leagues over in Russia, but he's tearing it up. You know, he's got 20 points in 18 games played, and he was kind of a he was kind of a swing by the Red Wings organization when they drafted him. And he's, you know, again, at a lower level over there in Russia, but he's been tearing it up and he's going to slowly advance. So, you know, there are some Red Wings prospects who have been doing fantastic uh, thus far and are, are definitely something you want to look forward to. So I've got one guy I'm really looking forward to myself is William Wallander because I love my defenseman. I love my Swedish defenseman um, over the Rugel, Rogla, Rogla, what, what it Rogla. I can't, I don't, I'll never Rogla. get it. Yeah. Um, he's got 17 points in 27 games played so far. And he plays with Marco Casper. Marco Casper said the opt out of the world juniors to continue to work on his game with the professional team in Sweden. So, I mean, there's a lot of guys to really be looking forward to. And Marco Casper himself is kind of having a, I wouldn't say a breakout year, but a huge step up over last year. He's getting a lot more responsibility and he's stepping up to it. He's got 14 points in 27 games played so far with uh, Rogla over there in the SHL. So yeah, that's the premier team over there, right? Like that's <laughs> that's where, where, A, where a lot of just Red Wings prospects have played, but B, like most of the premier prospects that play in the SHL go through Rogla. So. So, yeah, I just want to kind of take a second and highlight Red Wings prospects who have been doing a really nice job. And then, obviously, next segment, we'll talk about Red Savage, World Juniors, and why other players didn't make it. I kind of just talked about it with Marco Casper um, when we come back. But first, I got to talk to you guys today about Bet Online. As soon as there we go. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football to college, bowl season to basketball and the World Cup. We've got it all at betonline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. They've got the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Segment two, Locked on Illness podcast. Um, let's transition now into talk. You catch that? I yeah, was I was funny. like, what did he just say? Oh, I thought that was right. pretty funny. Uh, let's talk now about the World Juniors. And so, I mean, obviously, we're going to talk about Red Savage. Uh and if you haven't listened to it, we interviewed Red Savage during the summer. Go back into our catalog on YouTube or Spotify or Great wherever you get your podcasts. Great dude. Front Great of the interview. Program, Red Savage. <laughs> Friend of the program, Red Savage. Uh, go back there and listen to it. Um, but, you know, Red Savage is the sole player from the night. Or the, for, he's playing on Team USA, but he's the sole player from the Red Wing system. Sorry, guys, if I'm all over the place. Again, sick. Not 100% right. Um, he's the only player from the Red Wing system who made World Juniors, which the real story here is the Red Wings went from like seven players to like one in the world junior championship. Yeah. Also, it's the third time this calendar year we have talked about the world junior championship yeah. because it got, we had the <laughs> beginning of the year get canceled. They did it this summer and then That's we're doing right. 2022 slash 23 now. So I feel like we constantly talk about world juniors. It feels like it's always happening. <laughs> yes, it is. The, uh, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about, about red and, and his play and his role on the team and whatnot in a second, but, um, I think it's important to note that 
you know, just because the attendance of Red Wings has gone down doesn't mean like that's not a negative viewpoint of the Red Wings system. Like some of them are opting out and some of them are just like too old. Like that's just how it works. Like you just out outgrow like the world yeah. juniors. And so uh, between that and between, you know, players like Casper and whatnot, they're just like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not going to participate. I'm going to stay with my team between those two, you know, like the number just fell off. It's not, it's not like the, the wing system is, you know, significantly worse than it was six months or a year ago. No, I think like what TSN just posted an article the other day said the Red Wings had like the fourth best on under 25 core in the league. Of course, it was a weird, yeah. it's a really weird list. That's why we didn't break it down. Um, but we're still very happy to be that high. Uh, the yeah, I'm not I'm same, I'm in the same boat with you, Scotty, where I'm not at all concerned about the lack of Red Wings prospects in the tournament because obviously you bring up the most valid point is players literally age out. Um, but it also is has to do with like players deciding not to go and the Red Wings deciding players aren't going to go. Right. Um, I, Edvinson and Elmer Soderblom are prime examples of that, where those are two players that the Red Wings did not want to loan to Team Sweden because they want to keep them, one, healthy. They don't want to risk them getting hurt, but have them here in America developing. One, Elmer Soderblom is playing with the Red Wings. So he's going to continue to to uh, get more ice time, more valuable ice time with United, within the United States with the Detroit Red Wings. But Summit Edmondson, especially with all these injuries, granted people are getting healthy, You know who knows if he's going to get the call-up. And even without the call-up, he's still playing in the AHL, which is one of the highest caliber leagues in the world. His development is better served them there by going you know, to Canada to play in the World Juniors and just dunk on players who aren't as good as he is. I mean, yeah, he'll get a crap ton of ice time. In the couple of games he played in the last World Juniors before he got sick, he got a lot of ice time. But it's more about it's more important development wise for these players at this point. Um, I was really surprised that Shai Boom did not make Team USA. Scott, I was really shocked by that because he's had a very strong season so far as well. But you know, I guess if they don't want to win, that's on them. <laughs> There's a jab. Um, no, I mean it's. Uh... It's definitely, you know, just going back to the and, and, you know, we don't have to spend too much more time on it, but just going back to the development side of like everybody's development path is different, especially when you're talking about someone like Casper and you're talking about like you are playing for the premier team of the SHL. Like how much better is it for your development to walk away from that and go to team? Well, I, really, I, I guess for him specifically, I, I mean, I guess that's one take, but really any of them, like it's, it's just to, to go from where you are playing now with the rest of your team and, and what you're used to and how you're developing and whatnot to then just take time and take whatever it is a month and go play for, for your home country is a very different thing developmentally. And I'm not sure it, 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 it can be an a excellent tool. Absolutely. But I, I'm not sure. I mean, it's, it, it's just, you know, it's, it's one of those things where I think everybody's different for starters, but I also think that it kind of depends on where you're at in your career. If you, and if you've already done it once, like how much more valuable can the world juniors get if you are back again for a second year or whatnot. And I, I don't like, again, like, especially, you know, with Casper specifically, if you're, if you're with somebody that, if you're with an organization that is like a premier team like that, I mean, how much better is, is leaving it for a month to go play against, you know, other countries really going to do you. So, yeah, I mean, it, it really is a to each their own type of thing. And 
I'm definitely not dogging on the World Juniors. It's one of the the most fun uh, couple of weeks of the year. But um, yeah, I, I think that's kind of one where everybody's different, and and each player is going to have their own opinion on their you know how much it'll help them help them developmentally. Okay, well, let's talk about Red Savage now. Um, he's obviously we've said it a couple times. He's the lone representative of Team USA at the World Juniors, or the lone representative of. Detroit Red Wings at T at right. the World Juniors again. Sick. Sorry, guys, my brain scrambled. Um, but I'll tell you the good news uh, regarding Red Savage is, despite being a third line center on the roster in games that are being played, he's wearing an A for that team. And that's not the first time he's worn a letter for Team USA at the World Juniors. Now he plays for the University of Miami, Ohio. He said as much again. Plug in that episode. He, he he's been on Lockdown Red Wings during the summer. Go back and look at a Red Savage interview. But you know, he got the A again this year. And I think it says a lot about him as a person where the guy who is considered like the gritty third line forward, not like skill-based and like will score a ton of goals, is getting letters on a Team USA team, which has some phenomenal prospects. I mean, one of the, the last of the three Hughes brothers is the captain of that hockey team. So it's really, it's really something to see that he, as a fourth-round draft pick, is getting to wear the A for Team USA. I think it says a lot about the program respecting his leadership on that team, what the locker room thinks of his leadership in the locker room, despite not being the guy who can go out there and play as a forward 16 to 17 minutes and, you know, put up three points a night. You know, he'll get lucky to come away from the tournament with, you know, a handful of points because that's not his style of game. So I think it says a lot about Red Savage um, that he is getting a letter again with Team USA. Yeah, I mean, the the leadership quality that he clear. I mean, obviously, we're not in the locker room, but like clearly seems to possess. And, and it seems like pretty much every team he's a part of, he's put into some sort of leadership position, whether it's a letter or whatnot. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's really cool to see again. And I, I guess really the biggest thing is like four juniors then with that, you know, how, what will his role be? Like how, how much does that maybe mean more ice time, you know? So I, I, it makes it a little more exciting than, than it already was. And yeah, it's, it's a, it's a cool thing. Very, very cool to see, you know, one of our, one of our prospects be uh, so highly regarded in that area of, of the game. Yeah. He, you know, and we saw a little bit of it when he came on our podcast and we spoke to him uh, because he spent a lot of time talking about, you know, other players at the yeah. was that and like was inviting other problem. players over to his place and like yeah. posting stuff. I mean, a lot like that. It was right after following the um, not the prospects tournament, but the oh, God, what was the name of it again? Sorry, illness brain. But well, no, the, all, the, right all the all the prospects, like, it was a prospects uh, camp like at LCA. Team, what was it called? You're drawing a blank too. Great. Yeah, um, yeah, pros- yeah. That's, it was a prospects yeah, it was, it was camp, camp at LCA. And like there were some older players there and some younger players, and yeah. Um, but he he talked a lot about Carter Mazur and like what he loved about him. He talked a lot about his other teammates that he played with. Like he talked a lot about other players instead of himself. And you know, I think yes. that gives you kind of a little bit of a window into the type of player he is. That he's willing to, you know, not so much brag about his own ability, but talk about what his other how his other potential Red Wings teammates have progressed in their um, abilities and in their their skill set. So I, I like that a lot. I like Red Savage a lot, but I'm a little biased. Agreed. Very much agreed. 
Uh, when we come back, we'll wrap things up, kind of talk a little bit about players to watch at World Juniors, because again, this is not just as far as Red Wings prospects we already have, but 2023 draft prospects are there. And I think obviously all eyes are going to be on Canada. So stay tuned. Uh, we'll be right back with Lockdown Red Wings. Segment three, Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Uh, we are going to, let's talk a little bit. So we're recording this on at four o'clock in the evening on this four o'clock afternoon or evening in your opinion. I always, my thing is you, I guess like five or six o'clock is like my cutoff. So I would say four in the afternoon. Yeah, I think five is like a good evening start time. But recording this at 4.35 in the afternoon on December 26th. So World Juniors have actually officially already started in preliminary play. Uh, Switzerland has beat Finland 3-2 to two in overtime. Game. Overtime yeah. thriller. But just like Finland is such a good hockey team in almost every yeah. time. They're one, of the, they're one of the better teams. And then to have Switzerland, like Switzerland as a hockey country has come a long way. It seems like every tournament they do a little bit better. I've yeah. Switzerland has really come, just, just come a long way. I love it. Um, but then also as we're recording this, uh, Sweden and Austria are wrapping up. And I think it's like 11-2 to 2 Sweden. Something insane like that. Oh. I mean, Sweden's a powerhouse, man. And it sucks for Austria because Austria, is, as a hockey country, has come a long way too, but it did not show up in this game playing a juggernaut like No Sweden. Marco. No Marco Casper, no baby. No Marco Casper for Austria, and that stings. Um, Sweden didn't have Elmer or Edvinson, though, and that, that stings for them, but they still put on a huge showing. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, man, it's, it's World Juniors as just a smorgasbord of – NHL draft prospects to look out for, but the top two, I mean, again, like every single year, all eyes are on team Canada. That seems to be just this year, even more so than most, honestly, because they have the, the probable one and two pick in the draft. And number one is being hyped up to be like the best draft prospect since Austin Matthews and Connor McDavid back in, what was it like 16, 17? Mm -hmm. Um, And that being Connor Bedard. And then right behind him is Adam Fantilli, so, I mean, yeah, dude, Team Canada, all eyes are on. I mean, if you were taking bets, I mean, everyone always bets on Team Canada every single World Juniors and of course. World Championship and Olympics because they are like the best tournament uh, team uh, country when it comes to hockey. But Connor Bedard is something else. Unreal. So I, I expect viewership for Team Canada games to be way up. Yeah, man. Even his league games are crazy, man. Like he's he can't, he can't even play a league game without it going, you know, viral. Pretty much, he's oh, here's a nice little like seven point game from Bedard, and you're like, oh yeah, of course, that's totally normal. Like everybody has those. Yeah, yeah. he he's unbelievable, and I think any any opportunity to to watch him more and any opportunity hockey as a sport to just like broadcast his abilities more they're going to take and run with so yeah that'll be super fun yeah and and you know team sweden's got a couple players to watch out for too part of the reason why they're pumping uh, so many points on teams like austria right now is because leo carlson's really good for team sweden um he's a center wing he's got a scoring touch power forward he's going to be really really good uh in the nhl he's up there and they got i mean you know it's it's like every single year you know the the powerhouse teams have a few guys, but how about the Czechs and the Slovaks continuing to build their, their names as hockey countries? I mean, obviously you had David Yerichek this past year um, doing some good things. This year they have Edward Sale um, and then Dalibor Dvorsky of Slovakia. So those two countries continue to produce top 10 talent year after year. So there's a lot of really good teams to look out for or good players to watch these games for. But obviously, again, no more so than 
Team Canada and Connor Bedard and Fantilli because that's just going to be. I I mean, when is their first game? Let me double check here. The United States plays at four o'clock, so their game just started actually as of recording this. But the uh, Canada plays Czech today at six thirty Eastern time, if I'm remembering this correctly, because it says seven thirty Atlantic Standard Time. Sure. So I'm trying to do the yeah the the, the math, but six thirty. It's going to be Canada versus Czech. So I just rattle off a couple of really good Canada, Canadian and Czech players. So that's going to be a pretty big game to watch here in the preliminary round. Absolutely, man. Yeah. World juniors are electric. They're really fun. And I know we keep taught, we keep pump faking it. And we keep talking about like, will they happen? Won't they happen? You know, what's going to happen with this one? Who's going to be a part of it? Whatever. So it's nice to see just a, a full field of prospects. It'll be super fun. Yeah. I, and what's a shame too is, you know, and that you can't you can't predict the course of a rebuild. Um, but the Red Wings tend to excuse me, my throat's really dry. No, you're good. Dude. You can't predict the course of a rebuild. And it's just like the Red Wings are probably going to be, unless they have an epic collapse in the second half, which hopefully we don't have that again this year. But you know, the Red Wings are probably too good to be in the conversation for like a top five pick this year. Obviously, they didn't have one last year or the year before that. I mean, they've only had one top five pick. Um, in this rebuild, and that was Lucas Raymond. But I mean, man, shout out. This would have been the year, man, with Connor Bedard. But the Red Wings rebuild just started too early, um, in terms of like timeline to sync up and get Connor Bedard. And obviously, you know, there's no one to blame for that. If anything, the rebuild should have started earlier. We've had that conversation, <laughs> but it's just like we're just we're just a they little bit too far. Go, we're just a little bit too far along in our rebuild to really have an actual chance at counter Bedard. And it's just, man, is he going to be a difference maker? And we talk about things that the Red Wings need and it's an elite playmaker. Like that is what the Red Wings desperately need at this point in the rebuild is, you know, an elite level forward. And, you know, I love Dylan Larkin and he, he's probably gonna be a point per game guy, but they need like a 90, 100 point guy to really become that threat in the NHL. And they don't, they don't have that guy as of yet. You know, maybe Carter Missouri will, you know, and he's been great, but maybe he'll blossom. It's just, but there's no one you can, there's no one, no one on draft night that you have gotten that you look at and go, that's the guy who's going to change this organization. For sure. Absolutely. And that's, and that's one of the cool things just about the world juniors as a whole is just, you know, putting all of those prospects or either young prospects that are already drafted or future draftees and stuff all up against each other is just super cool. So yeah. So, all right, man, I've uh, rambled enough. I don't think I have anything else to say. Go team USA. We're rooting for the Americans. Yep. Um, if not, I guess I'll root for team Sweden because of all the Swedens on the United States team. We have a lot of um, Canadian Red Wings fans too. Anyone but Canada. Oh, okay. anyone Never but mind. Canada. No, no. Anyone but Canada. Never mind. <laughs> Brian said it. Why would you, why would you ever root Canadian for Canada? No, 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 no. I, Listen, Red Wings, Canadian Red Wings fans, I appreciate you, but anybody but Canada. Anybody. Yeah, okay. I I just said you said it, not me, which is objectively true. So It is objectively true, and I'm objectively right in this opinion. So, uh, okay, even though I said I finished that. Golly, opinion, <laughs> um, but in reality, it's going to be a fun tournament either way, and if Canada well, wins, whatever. There will be another one next year. It's fun. Um, we'll be back with an episode preview tomorrow. Hopefully we both feel better. Uh, yeah. Any final thoughts? We ball. We ball. Be back tomorrow. Same time, same place. It's your team every day. Every day.
Bet online. Bet online. Here's my mouse. 